How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Final hour of the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105. Through the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Regal Mendoza holding it down for you. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line 877-881-1053, if you want to get in on the conversation. You can find me on Twitter at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula if you want to get at us on the Twitter machine. and get you caught up on the latest headlines on this Wednesday night here. Appreciate you joining us, however and wherever you may be listening to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. Search 105 Through the Fan on YouTube and hit the subscribe button while you're there. You can check out all of our terrific content, including our hour-long conversation uh, with David Hellman, Fox Sports, last night here on the Get Right. You can also check out the Get Right podcast page on 105throughthefan.com. Listen to any episode, any segment, any time on demand. David, it was a lot of fun last night in the studio. Had a lot of fun with him. Yeah, man. Always great to be able to talk to friends on the program. We got to talk to Jared Sandler earlier today, too. Mm-hmm. So. As uh, we are moving that much closer to the uh, start of the second half of the, the proverbial second half of the Major League Baseball season. As we're about two weeks away from training camp. In the National Football League. Which we almost means, made it. <laughs> to what? I don't know, but we almost made it. Football. That's not football. Training camp is not in and of itself football. Don't do that. Why not? You really going to make me say this? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, go ahead. Because they're going to be practicing. Hey, man. That is not in and of itself football. Don't, as what, don't tell that to some people. Talking about. Those, some people are wrong, <laughs> objectively. <laughs> They've been fiending. And that's what it is, fiending. For football. That's what it is. And, and look, we'll get it to you here in the next couple of weeks because practice will abound for these NFL teams. Talking about practice. Not a game. Oh, we're gonna not be, a game. Look here. We're going to be talking not a the lot. Game you die for. Talking about practice. Talking about practice. Uh, shout out to... Allen Iverson, one of the greatest quotes of all time. Talking about practice. Not the game. Not the game. Not the game I die for. I love practice. Allen Iverson. Nashville. Shout out Ted Lasso, too. Wait, what? That's the second damn time you done brought up <laughs> Ted Lasso today. I need you to calm down, all right? <laughs> 
clearly Rigo is a, a massive Ted Lasso fan. Me and Jeff Carroll, yeah, that's the thing that we've started to bond on. Shout oh, out really? Jeff yeah. It was Ted Lasso. Yeah. Came in with a Richmond shirt, first day of work. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get along just fine, you and me. Uh, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning best team uh, at the ESPYs tonight. Of course, Patrick Mahomes now a two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, the star of the new show uh, Quarterback on Damn. Netflix. In your face, Marcus Mariota. What what lie did I tell? Uh, I, didn't say, I didn't say you told a lie. Uh, that's right, nine zero three. The Hall of Fame game is less than a month away. Sick. <laughs> that's sick. I got you so bothered, that's doesn't sick. it? I'm not bothered. I'm just I'm concerned for y'all. Why? Because that's what y'all doing. I t- what, what, what are we just talking about? People fiending for football. They want it. You. This is funny coming from you because you're a college football sicko, and this less than forty, yeah, and less I'm, than fifty days away from the start of the college football season. Sure. But I'm not getting here like yo. They about to start practicing again. I'm gonna check in on what's happening with the practice. <laughs> you just hate all the people who want that football back. No, I hate. I want better for you. Is that is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just want better for all of them. That's right. Uh, speaking of college football, Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, we'll talk some uh, Big 12 football here uh, here in the next segment. But uh, Steve Sarkeesian was talking today. Big 12 media days. Uh, saying that it would be a quote-unquote great send-off if Texas could win the Big 12 championship. I'm sure it would be. Not since 2009 had the expectations been so high for the Texas Longhorns. And he said it would be a, quote, great send-off if Texas was able to win the Big 12 championship before heading off to the SEC in 2024. That's still weird as hell to say. Yeah. That Texas and Oklahoma are headed to the SEC. That's That's been college football for the last, what, decade? It's just, like, constantly cha- watching things change that historically were not so. And so, yeah, um, I still can't get over the fact that Maryland and Rutgers are in the Big Ten. I mean, does it matter all that much? No, but it's weird. Um, so, but yeah, that's that's going to be a thing that changes. And you know what? We're all going to get used to it. You realize Texas hasn't won the Big 12 title since 2009? I do. Yeah, man, Brett Yormark, the uh, commissioner of the Big 12, in, in a way kind of took shots at <laughs> Texas and Oklahoma, because, like, obviously there's concerns. Like, yo, how do you feel about this conference with Texas and Oklahoma going? I don't remember the question precisely. But basically, your man was like, look, man, it's not like they've been winning these these uh, these conferences. Yeah. And I, what else is he supposed to say? Yeah. Like, we all can see the fact that Texas and Oklahoma are currently the foundation of this this conference, and they're going to have to do a little, you know, reorganize, reorganizing and trying to kind of buttress what they have. Um, remaining. Obviously, they're welcoming in the four new programs of BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. Uh, but, nah. He's Houston got, makes perfect sense in that conference, too, by the way. It made perfect sense for a long time. It's the well, reason why they why te, the, why the University of Texas boxed them out of the Big 12 for a long time, because they were like, why would we let you come in that's true. and do the things and take away from our good time? Um, but, no, like, that's the thing that he has to say. Like, he actually is, I believe, a he, you know, he's been an executive in, like, marketing-type things as well. Um, he's and president of Rock Nation. Yeah, yeah, like, this This is a dude who knows how to sell stuff, and I think he's in this place where he's like, yo, we got to sell that we're going to be fine without her, right? Like, how many people understand the idea of trying to convince yourself 
you're going to be good without her. <laughs> right? You would tell yourself all sorts of stuff. <laughs> to try and convince yourself. To that convince way. yourself. Yeah. You're going to be 100% fine without You don't even like her that much. <laughs> you don't need her. You don't want her. By the way, the 13-year drought is the longest in school history dating back uh, to when it joined the conference back in 1915. So for the first time since the Big 12 Conference went to a divisionless format, the media chose the Longhorns to win the title. Uh, first place votes were spread among six teams with Texas receiving 41 and a total of 886 points. Uh, guess who finished second? Oh, I don't have to guess. I know. Of course you do. That's right. That would be the reigning That's right. Big 12 champion. Put some respect on him. Uh, Kansas State Correct. Wildcats. Who placed second with 14 first place votes and 858 points. It's a big year for Sark and the Longhorn program because they got a good team. They should they should win. Yeah, they the Big 12 championship. It's going to be really important for them that they're bringing back all five starting offensive linemen. Uh cuz at its simplest, the smartest people that I know talk about college fo- or football in general, at its simplest it's about blocking and tackling. Continuity, that's for sure. Yeah. John Morant's lawyer cites self-defense in a pickup hoops lawsuit. Did you see this? Yeah. Uh, the future of a lawsuit accusing Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant of assaulting a teenager during a pickup basketball game hinges on whether Morant will be allowed to say he was acting in self-defense and can receive immunity under Tennessee law. A judge on Wednesday ruled that Morant's lawyers can proceed for now with their argument that Morant was acting in self-defense when he punched Joshua Holloway during a game at the All-Star Players uh, Memphis's area home back in July of 2022. Morant's lawyers have acknowledged that he, in fact, did punch Holloway one time after Holloway threw a basketball at Morant and the ball hit Morant in the chin. Uh, in a July 26 motion, the player's lawyer said he should be immune from liability under the state's quote, stand your ground law, uh, which allows people who feel threatened at their homes to act with force in certain situations. That's so damn cockamamie. That's so that's so nonsense. But hey, that's a uh, that's the American legal system for you, man. You gotta give it a shot, right? Gotta throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. My thing is you gotta stoop to the fact of punching a, a teenager. Yes, like when we was talking about Ja was wilding out there and he needed help, this was part of it. Like, it's kind of funny that these are the parts that kind of faded to the background of this because he was wilding. Like, y'all was in a pickup game, he threw the ball back at you hard and then you got mad and you wilded out. Apparently, Holloway was 17 when the lawsuit was filed. He's now 18 years old. Uh, but again, at the same time, this was at his, and this is apparently at Ja Morant's house. Yes. Hey, man. Hey, security. Hey, throw his little ass out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm not wasting my time punching you in the face. The other part is, too, what's a 17-year-old kid doing at your house anyway? Hooping. It was playing basketball. No. I'm a grown man in the NBA. Kids be damned. Y'all get out of here. Y'all get out of here. I think that you're overrating that part, man. Dude, hoopers hoop. And I know that not sounds like Not with no 17-year-old. Yes, they do. 
Dude, where do you think we've gotten Not all these? Not in my house. Where have you got? Where do you think we've gotten all these stories of the time where the you know, fifteen year old Kobe Bryant was playing with you know all stars? Like th- this is this is what happens. Hoopers hoop, and the dudes who have that ability are going to play. I don't think that's the the cockamamie part of this, right? To use that word a second time in this segment. Uh, the, the weird thing about it is like, hey, I'll control yourself. You're an adult here. Maybe I'm just different. I'm not having kids playing at my house. I'm a multimillionaire. Okay. Kids not playing at my house. And then got the nerve to throw a basketball at me. And my, get, get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, so John Moran in trouble with the law, uh, potentially, if this self-defense doesn't work. Oh, y'all still clowning me for my shirt? Yep. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, from the 501, been listening on the app since the beginning of the show tonight. However, I just turned on the Twitch. Can't decide if KG looks more like an eighth grader dressed for a school picture day or a sleepy hamburglar. Much love, KG. You know what? That's an elite text. You get the elite uh, text clap there. Hey, man, why was the hamburglar? End question. Like, that's the whole question. Why was he? Why did we do this? <laughs> that's what- why? What were they doing? Why was the hamburglar? Because, be- I mean, we've got the Grimace thing going on. Like, they try to bring Grimace back around. Like, that's not entirely creepy. Why? Why did Why did we do the hamburglar? Why did that exist? In fact... The, the portions of our audience that like talking about, yo, I'm a little older, you guys are young. Yeah, help me understand this, because why? Why did we do this? <laughs> and I'm not saying, 682, that hoopers don't hoop, but again, I'm a grown man with hundreds of millions of dollars. Kids not coming to play at my house, period. If you got the spot to hoop at? No, kids not coming to my house. Play with grown men. Y'all get out of here. If I wanted to play with kids, I would have stayed around and played with kids at the, you know the park or something. Not in my house. Not in my house. KG, not a real hooper. You know what? Probably not. Probably not. Because <laughs> me and my hundreds of millions of dollars don't play with children. How about that? But again, I'm not John Moran. And that's uh, clearly not in a lot of ways. Uh, Why did they think that was going to help them sell hamburgers? <laughs> I just don't understand. Do you get it? Reggie is so pressed about the hamburger right now. Why are you so pressed about this? It's a burglar that steals hamburgers? What did you say? A burglar that steals hamburgers? Yeah, that's the hamburglar. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. I'm just making sure that you understand. No, he, what you, he knew oh. what he said. Yeah, oh, okay. I knew what I said. Oh, okay. I stand by it, too. <laughs> He's standing on that? Is that was, that's how you feel about it? You're really uh, pressed about this. It just. Why? Because why? I mean, we that's got, what I just asked you. Because we got here. No, that's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. Why, are, why did they do this? <laughs> Why, Ronald? You gonna look up the origins of the hamburglar? No. You should do that. You should look up the origins since you're that pressed about it. Not right now. Uh, shout out to the Dodgers and the Padres. They will play the first ever Major League Baseball game in South Korea in 2024. The Dodgers and the Padres will play uh, MLB's first regular season games in South Korea to open up the 2024 Major League season. On March 20th and 21st, the Houston Astros and the Colorado Rockies will play in Mexico City on April 27th and 28th. And the Padres and the Giants played the, uh, I'm sorry, the Padres and the Giants played the first regular season games there uh, this April, this past April. So the uh, international series continuing. But yeah, South Korea is going to be hosting and opening up Major League Baseball next year. Makes sense. Like, I mean, when we talk about growing these games, 
you know, making them more global, tapping into other international markets is always the way to go. And I know that baseball isn't always considered like a global game. I know there's the World Baseball Classic. It's kind of some limited spaces. But when we talk about the portions of the world that really get down with baseball, Asia's one of them. Like, it makes sense to tap in further into that market, especially with uh, what you got with uh, MLB. So, no, this completely tracks, and it's probably a smart thing to do. <laughs> People are starting to give you answers to your question. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the 903, every story needs a villain, Reg. Okay. Uh, for the 214, Batman needed Joker. Ronald needed the Hamburglar. To sell the burgers? Apparently. Good marketing. Uh, for the 214, oh, that's our man, pastry chef, Eric. What's happening, my guy? He said it's funny when Reg needs answers. <laughs> I can't really speak to the humor of it. I just would like to better understand. I just want to understand. Right. <laughs> Another 214. Uh, apparently the burgers are good enough to steal. Okay, I can kind of see how Does you try it, and make that your marketing. Uh, start, uh, starting to get there now. They're so bit good. The, this this man dress up crazy and go try and steal them. Like the tricks bunny. What? Like the tricks bunny. That's actually the- that's a fair that's a fair point. Yeah. Tricks are for kids. Yeah, from the four six nine Reg. Why didn't they give the rabbit some tricks? <laughs> Did you text that in, Rodrigo? No, I promise. And my <laughs> number does not start with that. No, you, you, no, you and that not. texter simultaneously came up at with the that same thought. time. At the <laughs> same time. You know what? My other thought was the um, was the leprechaun from the Lucky Charms. Why didn't they give him Lucky Charms? Yeah, they were some real jerks to these cartoons. Like, why do they think that we got to be jerks to to different people for kids to want to appreciate a product? Trying to teach them life lessons. Maybe that's what it is. Kind of lesson is that? I don't know. Discrimination? Selfishness? Actually, that might be discrimination. Wow. We might, we might be teaching kids bad things in these serial commercials. Is this what we're doing? Yes. They don't want you to see it, KG, but we on the get right will give you that re- Wow. I'm, I'm and y'all so thought tired. I was wilding for my take when it comes to The Lion King <laughs> so and why tired. none of y'all's kids should ever be watching The Lion King. I forgot that. Can you run that back for me real quick? You want me to run that back? Yes. I need that. I need to hear this. What, I like what, where this segment is gone. Because, first of all, murder- Sure. Lies, deceit, jealousy, revenge. It's called Shakespeare, baby. It's called Mufasa had a evil plotting brother who wanted what he had in the kingdom. And his brother Scar was willing to kill him for it. And not only willing to kill him for it, he actually did kill him for it. And now his son, his and his nephew, mm-hmm. Mufasa's son and Scar's nephew, sure. Simba, gotta grow up knowing or coming to find out eventually that his uncle out here killed his daddy off for his power. And now he got to go and go revenge his daddy because his daddy got killed off by his brother. What kind of Cain and Abel type of bleep is going on in Disney movies? It's actually Hamlet. What whatever. Mm-hmm. It's too much. I looked at my parents. I had to have a real conversation with them one day. I said, why in the world did you let me and my brother watch this? Oh, okay. I th- in my head, you said I looked at my parents, and I was like, six-year-old KG was watching The Lion King. No. That's- and he turned to his parents like, what is it that you have me watching right now? Why are you having me watching this? Seven years old trying to. No, 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 no. Understand, I- understood the complexities of it all. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's right. That's a good call. <laughs> No, when I became a full-fledged adult, I had to sit in my parents. I said, why in the world y'all let us watch this? What age would you let your kids watch the Lion I wouldn't. King? Oh, oh, my. Okay. Oh, baby girl ain't seen the Lion King? Of course not. It's Bluey in my household. 
Hey. You're not a real parent unless you let your kid watch Bluey. It's good stuff. Wow. No, I'm just joking. Shout out to the real parents out there. Um, Wait, I never said I was okay with uh, Beauty and the Beast. Eric never said that. Oh, wow. He's very anti-Disney. Wow. That's political. I didn't, really? Is that what we're doing? Is what, it? What are you trying to you start tell me? With? That's not what, no. I was it's just late. Saying, I'm, just cause, I'm, just, I'm just trying to cause dis, uh-huh. <laughs> disrest, unrest are. in uh, the land. For the 903, long lives the king. All right. Uh, from the 214. <laughs> Mufasa didn't know k What? He didn't know what happened. I, I got it. I oh, got okay. it. Thanks. Right, look, I ain't know. Thanks. Thanks. The Duolingo been working. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I see. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, shout out. Hey, thank you, 214, for hooking me up. Blue had just dropped new episodes. Definitely going to be all over that because uh, Blue is a great television show. All uh, right. This this segment has devolved into. Yeah, of course. Whew. Some random thoughts as well. I'm just saying, you started this with your conspiracy with why the Hamburglar became a It's not a conspiracy. A that, was, that was just a simple question. That devolves into you being impressed about the idea of the Hamburglar and why it was a thing. That sounds like a simple question to me. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> From the 214. Uh, that's not the case. We watched RoboCop. See, 901 knows what's up. Blue is my show, and I got four kids. Shout out to y'all Bluey watchers out there. Uh, by the way, quick headline to end it with sports. <laughs> I forgot that's what we were doing. Shout out to Braxton Key, <laughs> uh, who we come to learn is a fake NBA player. No, I'm just joking. Wow. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Why would you do that to that man? Uh, shout out to Braxton Key, who's dunk won it in overtime for the Mavericks in Summer League over the Golden State Warriors. How about that? The Mavericks don't out here winning Summer League games all of a sudden. They can't lose. It really doesn't even matter at Summer League. Jared Dudley come around now. They can't lose summer league games. How about that? Good for him. <laughs> KG is the Hamburglar. Look at his shirt. Laugh out loud. Just kidding. All right. Four, six, nine. Those are your headlines here on the Get Right. For Reggie KG on 105 to the fan. Coming up next, though, a little uh, Big 12 conversation. Yeah, let's have a college football check-in. Big 12 media days were today. Anything interesting get said? We'll discuss next. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Going to talk a little college football here on your home of the Cowboys at Texas Rangers 105 to The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up? Rigo Mendoza holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us here on this Wednesday night on 105.3 The Fan. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula. If you want to get at us on Twitter, shout out to Angel Reese for winning the the SB4 Best Breakthrough Athlete tonight. Uh, for LSU winning the national championship uh, in women's basketball this past year. Shout out to the women's game because of uh, their popularity, the sport continuing to grow. And of course, the uh, NCAA women's championship was widely watched uh, with, of course, LSU, uh, Caitlin Clark of Iowa, uh, South Carolina, and the popularity of the women's game continuing to grow. So uh, good to see 
uh, these young women getting recognized for their contributions to the game and uh, going forward from there. Uh, from the 903, Bambi, Finding Nemo, Lion King, so much parental death, KG may have a point. You're welcome. You're welcome. You don't shield your babies from the idea of death? Um, we'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, it's the, D- Disney doing a lot, man. Just they they do a lot with their movies at a very very young age. Um, speaking of doing a lot, that's what Brett Yormark's been doing since taking over the Big Twelve, uh, making moves for the conference that's going to see the departure of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC in 2024. But I had a lot to say at Big Twelve Media Days today. Yeah, it's uh, day one of Big Twelve Media Days. We got half of the coaches and such. Uh, addressing the media, players and stuff. We'll get some stuff from there. But I kind of want to start outside of Big 12 Media Days as um, we talked about the Northwestern thing. Um, longtime head coach Pat Fitzgerald ousted. And I don't want to dig back into that. But obviously that now put in the re- one of the reasons why it was so difficult to get him out of there or like I, I imagine um, the people, the powers that be were a little bit hesitant I guess if you want to call it that, to get rid of him is because, look, Pat Fitzgerald's actually a pretty good coach. And Northwestern is not a place where pretty good coaches would typically find themselves, except that dude played at Northwestern. And so, like, there is a he's our guy portion of this. Now you got Northwestern in the Big Ten, but not being a Big Ten caliber, like, program um, with actual, like, uh, academic standards that makes it a little more difficult to recruit with a coaching vacancy and a need to hire a coach. Hopefully one that is good so that they can compete in the Big Ten. And that's not an easy proposition. However, one coach has thrown his uh, his hat into the ring. KG, who is that? Well, I'll have to amend that because... Oh, really? Yeah, Pete Thamel decided... Or, not Pete Thamel, uh, Bruce Feldman decided to dunk on that report. Really good uh, reporter, Bruce Feldman. Yeah, there was a report out there um, that Ed Orgeron had apparently contacted... Northwestern about taking over for Pat Fitzgerald there. Bruce Feldman spoke to Ed Orgeron a couple hours ago, apparently, and said that there is no truth to the report that he has any interest in the Northwestern coaching job, nor has he heard from anyone at the program. So Okay, very good. So we can just go ahead and scoot right by that. Yeah, scoot right on past look, that. I heard, I heard that, and I was like, I don't know why he would do that. I don't know why that's he would a do di- that. That's a really difficult job for some of the reasons that I just laid out. Again, real okay. academic standards okay. makes it so that you can't just be pulling any old player in, um, which, I mean, look, we can have conversations about should there be academic standards everywhere? Sure. Um, are there? No. And so it is it is a competitive disadvantage, as much as that sounds crazy when we're talking about an a, a academic, ostensibly an academic institution. Um, however, okay, so we can go ahead and skip over the Northwest stuff. Viacon deals when it comes to finding a coach. Um, yeah, good luck with that. Whatever. Um, back to Arlington, Texas, ATT Stadium, where media days for the Big 12 are taking place. And I guess we'll start with this news. Um, the Big 12 will remain, have or will uh, keep their Big 12 championship game at AT&T Stadium all the way through 2030. So um, for local college football fans, particularly fans of uh, Big 12 schools and ones that will remain in the Big 12, uh, you will continue to be able to see those games at AT&T Stadium. And we will continue to deal with that traffic. But you know what? It's just another day in Arlington, <laughs> right? 
All right, so do you have also things that you saw from Big 12 Media Days as we, because there's a lot of quotes flying about. Do you want to just go, you go, I go, I go, you go? Yeah, you got it. All right, cool. So let's start with this. And don't worry, you don't have to have more because I have a few of them. Um, let's start with a little piece of audio. Rodrigo, how about that? Um, let's start with the fun, as there were also some players at Media Day speaking to things for, or speaking about things for various, or from various programs. And Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels, um, had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, accolades this past year. He helped Kansas put together a fantastic college football season. Um, played really well, and he was he was first team All Big Twelve. And to celebrate, he had a really fly necklace that uh, Pete Thamel asked him about right here. What do you call it? So I really call this the highlight mobile. The highlight mobile. The highlight mobile, because it's going to show all the highlights from whenever, well, whatever videos so I put on like there. An it's, a, it's like an Apple Watch. Uh, okay. It's an Apple, Apple Watch face. Yeah, that's what it's I mean. an Apple Watch face yeah. into a pendant case, and, you know, we were able to put it into a pendant to be able to connect with the chain. That's right. Jalen Daniels was wearing a chain with highlights playing from his necklace. You need to see it, KG? That's the chain. That's the highlights. And as he described, it is basically the chain acts as a house for an Apple Watch face that shows highlights of the young man stunned on him hoes, as we would like to say <laughs> in the business. Um, that's uh, that's good move, that's, bad move. That's, that's creative. That That's creative. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Oh, that's it? You're not going with. Look, would you do it? Would you wear it? No. Not at all. Rodrigo. Rodrigo's like, yeah, I knew Rodrigo. It gets the Rigo seal of approval. I don't need to constantly remind myself how great I am. No, it don't point inward. It point outward. You remind everybody else how great you I'm are. I'm just saying, I don't need to let y'all know. Y'all know how good. Y'all know who I am. I would just go full Kevin Durant. Y- y- y'all know who I am. Y'all don't need to see me on a Apple watch around my neck. But y'all going to see me on this Apple Watch around my neck. That's what I'm talking about, y'all, baby. Y'all know who I am. Shout out to the innovator, Jalen Daniels of, of Kansas. Uh, fantastic work playing uh, college football, making Kansas good last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but also fantastic work advancing the uh, the field of jewelry. Very nice. And wearable technology. All right. How about this from uh, Pat Forty from, um, like I said, Big 12 Media Days earlier today. Uh, your mark, Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, said that they will explore different days of the week for football games, including Thursday and Friday. Thoughts on the idea of Big 12 football games maybe on Thursdays or Fridays? Uh, bad idea to go toe-to-toe with the NFL on Thursday nights, no matter how poor the quality of play is at times with the NFL on Thursday night football. That's that's bad for business. Um Friday night is a little touchy because now we're talking about the idea of infringing on, you know, high school football. Um, that would probably be a little bit more feasible. Yeah, definitely more feasible. But you know what this feels like? And it feels like in some ways acquiescing to the idea that you are maybe a lesser conference. Like you don't want to compete on Saturdays. Uh, in the busy landscape that is college football TV, I understand. Because what we saw was we saw places like the Mac. Um, and the Mac went wild with it. They're playing on Wednesdays and I think Tuesdays as well. Um, we've seen some other, you know, ones go to Fridays. And maybe that's in an attempt to maybe make your TV deal more um, 
more appealing because there's different days uh, where you have more opportunity for inventory. I don't know. I don't know what all goes into that. I I don't. I mean, the idea that maybe it can make you more money ultimately it's worth considering, and that's one thing yeah. Brett Yormark does well, and I think it's one of the reasons why he's been good for the Big Twelve thus far. I don't like it as a when it comes to a signal in a per in a in a time that's kind of particular where we're having the power five landscape shifting and we're probably moving toward more like a power two and everybody else. Um that kind of feels like a we're acknowledging that we're lesser. And maybe I'm reading that wrong, but that's the way that I read that to start. Yeah, I'm gonna take it the other way. I take it as an idea of trying to feature the Big Twelve on a unique night unto itself uh, and do something different uh, that hasn't been necessarily seen. So I think they're trying to continue to grow the visibility of the league and doing it in a different way uh, in terms of when you are stopping down, making the Big 12 game a marquee event, you know, on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night to have the eyes of the college football world on uh, the Big 12. Because, I mean, Brett Yormark, since... You know, talking about he was open for business a year ago. I mean, he has done a lot uh, in terms of expanding the business and the focus of what the Big 12 is trying to do, including launching Big 12 Mexico. Uh, obviously, the um, announcing of a Big 12 Pro Day alongside with the National Football League, the television agreements with ESPN and Fox through 2031. Right, Brett Yormark's come in there and, you know, kind of flipped the league on its head a little bit in terms of some of the marketing and popularity that he's continuing to grow while still growing the conference, even with Texas and Oklahoma about to walk out the door. All right, so we're not just going to skip by this like you didn't say Big 12 Mexico. Uh, that sounds like they're just going to create an offshoot of the, of the division that plays in Mexico. That's not quite it. Does Dana Holgerson help explain this here, uh, Rodrigo? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he, he also kind of shares his thoughts on it. Okay, so Dana Holgerson on his thoughts of the Big 12 maybe playing some games in Mexico. You know, Brett, uh, talking about Mexico and Mexico City, and it makes sense. You know, that's a, I mean, that's that's a very large city, yeah. to say the least, which is people, which is population, you know, which is support, which is fans, which is tickets, which is eyeballs. Makes a lot of sense. I'm probably going to go to Mexico City tomorrow and check it out. <laughs> wow, Dana. Uh, wow. Dana Holgerson being aggressively Dana Holgerson. If you don't know what that means, Dana Holgerson, probably the college football coach that uh, likes to party the most. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, the idea that he going to Mexico City, he ain't doing no scouting. Um, but no, I, frat boy energy. do you agree with his idea that, like, you know, all these people means more fans, means more tickets? Because I'm not sh- like the question that I immediately came to mind for me was. Do you have a fan base? Do you have like people that are amenable to college football, particularly Big 12 college football, in Mexico City that would justify that move? Because I'm not certain that you do, but I also do not, ha- do not have my finger on the pulse of Mexico City and their attachments to college football. I just think it's a natural extension of the popularity of football in general. Um, so you're just like, hey, we got a football game here for you. Do you know the parties involved? Maybe not necessarily, but hey, show up. Well, I mean, obviously with Houston uh, and its proximity to Mexico and Mexico City, there is some of that, but also capitalizing on how popular the NFL is. Sure, but the the NFL is a different product than bringing college football. Well, my point is you've got the University of Houston that has a pro football team with the Houston Texans there. Like there's natural connections there with the game in terms of the NFL, college football, and bringing the game of football in general 
to a city like Mexico City while growing the college sport as well. So I think there's a lot of natural connections that make a lot of sense uh, for a play a program like Houston to play games in Mexico City. There. I'm really intrigued to see. I mean, like they're doing this. Like this is on the table for them. I'm really intrigued to see what the what the impact is, or is it going to be something like the Dublin game that we saw in Week Zero um, from what was that Nebraska and um, in Northwestern? Was that the was that the trash that we outsourced? Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, I'm interested to see what exactly that is. But anyways, that's some of the things that happened in day one of Big 12 Media Days. Yeah. What- and then also just wanted to remind you that Texas was by and far uh, picked in the preseason polls to win the Big 12, also receiving uh, first place votes. Kansas State University, the Kansas State Wildcats reigning Big 12 champions. The whole reason that I said any of that. Okay, KG, you got it. No, I'm going to let you talk your talk, man, because, you know, shout out to K-State uh, for handling business last year. What, what were they referred to today as the quietest uh, <laughs> reigning conference champion right now? Because, you know, everybody's picking Texas to win the Oh, boy. Big boy, are they. Which, I mean, that never goes bad for Texas, right? Yikes. By the way, TCU picked to finish fifth in the Big 12 this year. It's to get right, Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next is the final call. To get right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan one final time here on this Wednesday night. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Rigo Mendoza holding it down. Appreciate his hard work on this Wednesday. Also want to thank Jared Sandler, my guy, your guy, our favorite guy, Texas Rangers insider and play-by-play man Jared Sandler for joining us at 8 o'clock tonight. Programming notes, his broadcast partner, Matt Hicks, going to be joining us tomorrow at 820. Uh, here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan as we get you ready for the Los Rangers second half of the season. Uh, hip-hop head Matt Hicks going to be looking forward to our conversation with him tomorrow as the Rangers get ready to open up a, a, a tough uh, start to their second half of their, of their schedule, including, uh, I believe, the Guardians and the Rays and the Dodgers. Uh, all part of their starts their second half of the year. See, yeah. See what you're doing there, uh, Rigo. You've taken enough from the Tolos and Twolos oh, tonight. That's, that's so sweet. Yeah, Thank I you. have to give you this one here. Thank Return you. of the Mac. Return of the Mac has yeah. returned. I appreciate that. Uh, the USA won't be returning to the CONCACAF Gold Cup final. It's true. Uh, as they lost to Panama tonight. In penalty that, kicks. Look at that dastardly smile over there. Yeah, tough scene uh, for Team USA tonight as uh, Panama moves on in the Gold Cup. In the Pan- which is which is wild because obviously, I mean, you could say the United States getting to the semi was a little, a little tricky. Anyways, they had to win it in penalties. Uh, you had Matt Turner, the goalkeeper for the United States, saved a couple penalties in the quarterfinals. 
Not not something you could say tonight as uh, Panama goes through on pens on PK's 5-4 uh, over the United States to get to the final where it's looking like they'll face Mexico as they lead. Mexico leads 2-0 over Jamaica, scored in the second minute. Uh, great movement. They've been cutting right through Jamaica's defense really easily. So <sighs> Rodrigo wins today, unfortunately. The ESPYs were tonight, and LeBron James was honored for best record-breaking performance. His wife, uh, Savannah, wanted to make sure y'all knew to put some respect on her uh, her husband's name. And here's how she let us know, as the Gators just don't want me to be great tonight. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's okay. You keep setting stuff up? I do. And, and doing it well, too, I might add. Oh, okay, but you can't wear you can't wear the the chain. You're like I'm doing so I'm doing so great, but you can't put the highlight on the chain. That's a, that's a bridge too far. You know who I am. Do I though? Yeah. My name on this show. Oh man, I said he too good for the chain. Okay, all right. Just say I don't need a chain with my highlights on it to prove it. Nobody said you needed it. Y'all see me. Y'all listen to me. Appreciate you humbly doing so. Oh, wow. You can't you can't do you can't walk that by, back by saying appreciate you humbly. Yes, very much so. You can't walk that back. Ain't no way. <laughs> is Savannah ready for us now? Miss Savannah is ready for you. Here's what Savannah had to say. I wanted to tell you what I think. <laughs> I think LeBron James is the baddest mother mom. <laughs> Shout I wanted to tell you what I th- Shout out to Zuri. She's like, hey, mom, hey, hey, calm down, okay? We're out here in public. Chill. No, It's funny. It's a, no, it's a funny little moment. <laughs> <clears throat> I love Reg's commitment to refuse to acknowledge what has been happening tonight at the What do you mean refuse to acknowledge? <laughs> I acknowledge it was a funny little moment. I don't know what you want from me. It was a funny little moment. Say you like the Espies. Why would I do that? That's a lie. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Carmelo Anthony was honored tonight um, by his fellow NBA brethren, LeBron, Chris Paul, and Dwayne Wade. Stay my 7 That is, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's, how that, uh, that's how that went down. Um, also, shout out to DeMar Hamlin who got uh, got the chance to present the Pat Tillman Award for service to the ones who helped save his life. Yes. Uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, training staff, medical staff that was by his side that administered CPR to him after a near tragic, near tragic incident. Uh, that that night is still wild to me about how all that went down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Reggie's going to be the downer again. I understand the ways in which people are wildly appreciative of the great work that those fine people did and the happiness that people have that it did not turn <laughs> for the worst mm-hmm. as it very possibly could. I still find it amazing that, like, oftentimes that is spoken of as, like, a triumphant thing as opposed to, like, the wildly terrifying thing that it was, at least in my mind, and, like, the ways in which that it exposes some of like the, the most terrible parts of football that we like to ignore mm. or not even just football, but in this particular case. Um, but yeah, I'm still very appreciative of those particular people that jumped to jump to action. But I mean, I think this is an opportunity that we can have to like appreciate 
the folks in all of these emergency situations yes, very that, much are, so. that keep themselves prepared and have the wherewithal. Like, I think that that's something I really appreciate. The folks that in a in the moment of crisis have the wherewithal to not freak out, not panic, but jump into action. Um, that means something. Like, that, that's, that is a very particular skill and that I, I really do respect and really want to appreciate. Shout out to Chris Eubanks. Eubanks, excuse me. Um, who reached his first Grand Slam quarterfinal at Wimbledon. Obviously, unfortunately, fell short, um, but still won $439,000, about one-fourth of his entire career earnings. Of course, he played three years of tennis at Georgia Tech before going pro. After struggling in 2021, he took a side gig as an analyst. But, of course, this week had a magical uh, fortnight getting to the Wimbledon quarterfinals yeah and he actually had a really good opportunity to possibly win this in four Daniil Medvedev was able to stave it off and then ultimately come through and I actually win I think win the third set now I don't confuse myself but uh, Christopher Eubanks has had a fantastic run and he was playing Medvedev very well they're two tall lanky guys that were both able to get some good serves in and there was a point in time where he had Medvedev, Medvedev looking a little shook um, but Medvedev, like the the experience, great player, yeah. um, that he has kind of shown through. But incredible run by um, Eubanks, and I'm hoping that this is him breaking through because for the longest time he was, you know, in tournaments but not able to really crack into it. Now it looks like he might be able to do something special. Appreciate the hard work of my man Rigo Mendoza on this Wednesday night. Thank you, sir. From my partner Reginald Atatula, my name is Kevin Gray. This has been the Get Right. Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Y'all be good. We'll talk to you later. Be easy. Peace. Chicks love the dong ball. Yeah. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.